Demanded is such a strong word. Oh, well, yeah, we both did. 10 or 32. Take your pick. Too bad I'm not a goal. As I say, we're only level 6. Cleric like, trying to roll low. I'd say what Liam's most insecure about would probably be his past. He's ashamed of what he's done to get here, but he's proud that he was able to do it. Vale doesn't really have many insecurities, but I w he would say if, if it was one thing, it would be uh, not living up to the expectations of uh, wizards of his uh, of his level. He, he feels that he is over overconfident in some things, but needs to make sure that his abilities reflect that. And if, if something went wrong, he would be very insecure about how it went down if he didn't uh, perform as well as he should. Well, I, I'm not 100% really sure. I suppose particularly right now it would be his past... Uh failures coming back to haunt him uh he doesn't really show too much emotion very often but uh the last few days have kind of cracked his worldview uh i would definitely say uh it's yeah it's his past coming back to haunt him i don't rightly know the meaning of that word But I suppose it would still be the fact that I lost to old Grovy Bear. Sexy as he is, I cannot abide being the loser. I must be the champion of everything. Somebody write that down. Oh my god, so much. Well, I made a report yesterday, but it seems that my uh, warnings were not followed. <laughs> yeah, that is correct, sir. Well, since that time that that white tabaxi was spotted, he has robbed an apothecary shop, assaulted the arch archivist of the conclave and then attempted to kill my friend by throwing her off the ship into the undertow of his ship as he left the port well the throwing my friend off the ship we can go talk to her she is a little sheepish so i'd appreciate it if you do talk to her he's a little bit more of a nicer demeanor uh but then another witness saw this very same individual easily climb up the side of a building and then him and a partner ran off into the distance in the direction of the apothecary. The same apothecary that gentleman was in that very day when he first met my friend, the dragonborn he tried to kill on his ship. They have seen him, yes. And then they, the potions, did they tell you what the potions that were stolen from that apothecary, sir? Uh, 
That is correct. They stole a spider climb potion, and then one of. Mm hmm. Well, they were linked, obviously. But I can guarantee you that uh, that individual was involved, because I know him personally. He is my brother. However, I thought he's. Mm, not the encounters, but I know that he was seen. He was spotted. He's been in the apothecary, so he knows the supplies are there. He knows the layout. He also knows Miss Eloise, whom was the only witness to him being in that apothecary, of whom he attempted to abduct, and when she would not cooperate very easily, he threw her off the ship, trying to drown her under the undertow of his ship. So he tried to take care of the one witness that had him linked definitely to the first instance. But the problem is, as far as I know, up until uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, he has supposedly been dead for the last four years. I saw him die. Not in this situation here, but it is my brother. There is no one else that's going to have the exact same scar in the exact same spot over his left eye. I gave him that scar. It's my brother. Pure white tabaxi are not... Pure white tabaxi, they are not common, sir. Most of us, we are multicolored. Myself and my brother, we are kind of anomalies. I, I get it. I, I understand what you're saying, sir. I did not physically see him enter the premise, nor did I physically see him assault the archivist. But I can assure you, it was him. It is still information you need to look for that ship the next time it comes into port, or if it's seen in any other port. The name of the ship was the Green Leaf's Friend. Yeah, isn't that what you said? Didn't you? Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, are we actually going with that? You told me it was horse shit, so we should... Oh. Okay, we can go with those three ups then. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's the sh Yeah. Well, no, I know, but I was just saying, I thought we were just... Because you and I were talking before the stream, and just said it was just dubbed, so we can go with the original. So, yeah, is the, ship, the name of the ship is Dos Rios, sir. It is... You need to be on the lookout for it. Yeah, because you're saying because Spanish doesn't exist in Dungeons and Dragons, so you're just saying it. But we know that that means it's just yeah, it's way too out of the fucking nose. Instead of persuade, yeah. I, that's fine. No, 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 it makes perfect sense. No, no I, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's I was way confused too. with what you were saying earlier. I thought you were saying that no, we shouldn't use that, and I was like, no, that's great. It's not gonna literally mean that, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, I dig it. Oh, sorry. 21 for the persuasion. <clears throat> 
Skullin. Well, he might own the ship, but he's not the captain. Where's that? Now, I'm sure the manifest could say a lot of things, but maybe they did do those things. But they were here for another reason. I have not been able to talk to the archivist yet to see if anything was stolen. But I can't imagine someone is going to climb the building, break the lock, go down to the ninth floor, assault him, and then leave. It's just a very odd sequence of events. Oh, I don't remember you saying that. Oh, what was missing? The dreamer. Uh, oh. Oh, that's interesting. Well, then I held. I'll change it up. I was like, did you tell? Did they tell you if anything was taken, sir? Did I happen to tell you, or did they tell you the uh, what we saw? Uh, the uh, other gentleman that was with the uh, tabaxi? He was a half-elf, sir. Elves don't really leave the kingdom very often, do they? It's been, what, 250 years since the last time they were out before now? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just... Uh, I, I learned a long time ago, so coincidences are bullshit. It's... I, I understand your reticence. I do. I don't know if I would trust me if I were in your position. I'm just saying you need to look out for that ship. Got that... Still got that inspiration if this goes wrong. Oh, that's good enough. That's 19. I I understand. Mm. I like I said, just keep an eye out for it, cause it's not it's not a coincidence that he shows up with a half elf right when the elves leave their kingdom. He has supposedly been dead for four years. Where has he been hiding? It, just something is not right sir and I fear danger not only to that summit but something else is going on yeah I know I talked to one of the gentlemen leaving I was actually excited I wish I could have gone but uh, it's for more of the higher ups so just, as I said, just keep an eye out. It, in the end, it'll do you. It won't hurt to keep an eye out, and in the end, I think it could do some good. I will warn you, they uh, they do have magical cloaks, just like kind of like mine, that they can hide very easily. So, I mean, it might be difficult to see them, but if you see anything, 
just kind of hop on it at once. If it's nothing, it's nothing, but they are very good at sneaking. At this time, so no, I appreciate you taking my information. It's been many, many, many years, sir. I mean, all most tabaxi are from the Federation. It's kind of where we've been huddled. Uh, no, not at this time, sir. Ooh. <laughs> He's rolling good. Mm, yeah, no. You really got to learn to take things from the Mogadon Federation with a grain of salt. They are not led by the most terrific of people. What do you mean? Rec what do you mean recalling, sir? You mean calling in, a calling out about it? What do you mean? Huh? Yeah, that would be kind of interesting, sir. I want to. Maybe they found their quarry. Hmm. Oh. Nope, just my little uh, white scale dragonborn friend. Oh, and a very drunk human, but he uh, he doesn't mean much. I will try to do that, sir. Like I said, she is a little skittish. Uh, so I will do my best to uh, convince her. Actually, you know what? You might have already gotten a statement from her when you went to talk to Miss Millie. She was her assistant. Okay. Okay. Uh... I will, uh, I will impress upon her. I know we are supposed to depart sometime tomorrow, but I will talk her, try and talk her into it, sir. Well, I, I try to do that anyway. I, I mean, I'm not very big. I get my ass kicked, sir. I, I will leave. When do I get back to them? I was still getting tattooed, right? I'm good. I was still at the... 
to the end. Okay, yeah, that's where I am. Uh, okay. uh, we could have an issue, you and me, and I'm looking right at Apollyon. Uh, so did they? What explain, do you mean, Mr. Boyd? Did they tell you what happened today with Miss Eloise? Literally oh, no, just talked to you no before idea. you did. Is well, everything okay? Did he give you a hard time? <sighs> well, he seemed a little more boisterous before I walked into the office, and then he was more somewhat cordial with me. However, he did request if I happened to be traveling with a red-skinned minotaur. And then he said... What? That the Ma Garden Federation had recalled a bounty on a red-skinned Minotaur and a Blackfoot Tabaxi traveling together. What does so, that mean? That would be silly. Why would that be about you two? <laughs> well, Miss Eloise, uh, that's a longer story. Uh, but he said that they had uh, called off the bounty. Well, rescinded. Yeah, I mean they. Well, it's the same. I mean, they, English yeah. isn't my first language. But that that's they, the same thing as canceled, right? Yeah. They. Uh, yeah, they canceled our. Uh, apparently, one we had a bounty, and two. For some reason, they sent out a missive canceling it. us we're no longer uh, fugitives that's i wouldn't say that's necessarily good for us Polly like pats him on the back like a little too hard like oh good job old buddy we escaped those slavers made it to a new life of adventure and gold and slaying dragons check out my sweet but, ink It'd turn around uh, and show him the back uh, yeah it, i mean i'm gonna slap him real hard on the tattoo that's great buddy that's great oh <laughs> But why did they rescind? I mean, I'm trust me, I'm I'm happy that people won't be actively looking to make money on my skin anymore. But why? They do not forgive easily in the Morgan Federation. If you knew why? what I know about them, they this could be an issue. Just saying. We might have what to look What do you suggest we do now? I, well, I mean, I mean, when I had said, you know, I was not traveling with the Redskin Minotaur, I mean, I think they believe me. I believe so. But that's not the issue. I mean, it... I mean, they can't arrest us for something that's been rescinded. Plus, he also said that he they don't collect on bounties typically from the Federation because the Federation is, one, it's not a government. It's just a collection of little city-states out there. And also, they are run by criminals. So they aren't going to probably collect on it anyway, but they're not the ones I'm worried about collecting on a bounty. Somebody like myself would collect on that bounty. Just about Why three would they reasons. 
three reasons I can think of why someone would rescind that. One, they completed the mission, but you two are still here, so that ain't it. Two, bunch of money just moved hands, but it didn't come from you, so unless you got some rich cousins, I don't think that's it. Or three, they got some new information that you don't know about that changed their minds about what they accused you of. Oh no, we did exactly what I, they accused me of. Uh, that's not the issue. I'm wondering if they took the bounty off so we could be hunted without proper authorities knowing it. Sounds like money to me. Money changing hands. <sighs> It's uh, I know you don't have, have a lot, of, a lot of friends. I mean, Do you Chuck. have any uh, uh, enemies in particular? Uh, enemies. There's probably a few. Uh, friends who would uh, be more personal. Well, one of them just left the port. Maybe it's my. I just said I agree with Chuck. Well, let's just, I mean, there's one individual, but I don't know if he would have paid off my bounty. He might've, but is I'm he, sure. Is he in a position of power? Mm -hmm. Sort of. Yeah. He's he's within the links of the chain of the, the uh, I wouldn't say leadership, but he's he's somebody of note in one of the largest cities in the Federation. Power in some circles is the same thing as money. I guess we'll find out. I just don't like the people. Are, I mean, you know, I'd almost I'd almost better off if it was the authorities looking for us and not hmm. because the the type of uh, bounties that I went after the authorities never heard about so there is a different set of bounties one for the proper authorities and then the one that's under the table uh, we just we uh, just gotta look over our shoulders for a little while or at least Apollyon and I do Nothing new on this. Don't end, we always? So, uh, just could you could you do me a favor and not shout, "I'm the Golden Boy" everywhere we go, please? Little favor. All right, Mister Blood. Just just for you, I'll keep it on the down low. <sighs> well, you're already fighting tonight, but I guess it's a good thing we're leaving tomorrow. Maybe we'll get a good one once we leave the gates. Do they know where we're going tomorrow? Uh, they, no, the watch captain doesn't. He doesn't know. They don't have anything to do with conflict. No, but do we know? Yeah. Uh, well, we got a few items that we're picking up. Uh, and then we, but the, we, the mission we, doesn't leave till the day after tomorrow. And we still have to talk to them, confirm which one we're going on. So we got another night in town. If there's anything you didn't get to do, anyone you didn't get to see. I mean, I got, I got a couple of things I need to take care of, but 
I don't know about you all. Oh, uh, Miss Eloise, uh, the captain did piece to do a witness to seeing two, both at the docks and at Millie's. He would like to speak to you. Well, I mean, at Millie's, I just saw at what happened after when I came I know, to help her you, clean up. But you can also place him there. That's that's important. Well, I can place him there the day before. And then magically that shop is robbed the very same night. It, I, I pushed it along that I believe he is involved. But he also did throw you off the ship and you could have very easily been sucked under and very seriously injured. So he did assault you. Well, I mean, what I, kind of magic I can't do? breathe underwater that's not, sometimes. No, no, but that's not... That, you know, I mean, still, he, he assaulted you. I mean, he just wants to at least get... Yoan from, you know, to talk to you to corroborate what I said that you were assaulted on the ship. Well, okay, if you think it's a good idea for me to go and tell him the story, then I'll go and tell him. He'd said he wanted to come with me. I I will go. He said he wanted to talk to you. Now, you don't have to go. And we can just do it when we come back. It's up to you. I mean, from what I've seen, they're really not that useful. So... I mean, they're at least going to start looking out for that ship, and they're going to keep an eye out for him. From you know, from what I told they, them. If they got what they came for, what are the chances that they're going to come back anytime soon? I don't know. My brother was very smart. Who knows with his elephants? So it's, I don't know. I don't know. He. He seemed pretty adamant that he didn't have a brother. Yeah, I know, but he also was a good liar. He and I were both very skilled at that. By the way, Miss Eloise, how is the water? You seem to have had a pretty good swim there. Oh, it was fine. It's a lot cleaner than than other water that I've been in. So that's nice. That's an upstanding port. They want to try and keep it clean. It was not a lot though. That was concerning. It was pretty empty. Hmm. Could be the further out. I guess. Anyways. Anyway, I I think the the less time we spend here, for now, the better. Personally. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, let's get your fight over. Let's get the stuff picked up from Mitchell. Let's fight. Yeah, they want to go fight again. Oh. Pollyanna and Vale. And then oh, I yeah. Think we Got still to need the champion. What time is it right now? About. Would, I guess, the job leaves tomorrow, so do we need to go tell them? Mm-hmm. Okay, in the morning, okay. Mitchell's before or after? Are we going to hit Mitchell's before or after? I suppose we hit Mitchell's on the way. The, on the way to the conclave or on the way out? Yeah, on the way to the... Uh, well, I guess it depends on what we're leaving. We're leaving by ship either way. If we go for the route or if we go to Tomas, so I guess we got to come back to the port regardless. 
No. Oh, are so, we are we going to be joining Tomas then? Is that the choice? I think that was the consensus. I was hoping to see that bugger again. I mean, personally, I want to get away from the port. <laughs> are we I feel better when ship? I'm surrounded by nature, too. We're going up by the... I think we're going down the river. To get closer. And then Don't traveling you know. inland. I'll prepare the right spells for water. Uh, I guess, how late would shops be open? Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to get some more uh, supplies. Or do we have enough supplies for your, my disguise kit? I think I got more for Vale's children. Okay. Because the because now I blood's, stocked up on all my stuff. Blood's starting to think that he's going to have to start putting some colors in his fur. So, that's why I'm asking. We can check in the morning. Then we'll go to Conclave, go to Mitchell's, then leave. So. Fight, 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 fight. I think I'm gonna be behind again. Yeah, I'm gonna attend to my new staff that we got. As you wish. I think uh, it's better off that uh, Apollyon and I are not seen in the same room. So I will, uh, but I'm gonna give. Uh, 150 gold to Liam and say 75 on each of them. Sounds good to me. And I'm going to hang out. You're going to hang out with me? I'm going to stay behind. I'm back. I was thinking about going for a walk outside no. to, to okay. or if there's a park nearby, anywhere where there are trees, really. Uh, he'll go with you. Uh, okay, okay. Would, would those mail carrier people that I talked to you about, Matt, would they be... Or would I have to check that in the morning? Okay. I'll find that then. While she and I are walking, we'll find one. Yeah, I'm just I'm sending out two different letters. Uh, one's going to go to his father. And then one is going to someone who he's going to refer to as Mr. Corin Black. It's not his real name, but the recipient of the letter will understand. Uh, one letter is going to be going to the village of Napita in the Jutla Waste. That is going to uh, Blazing Sunset, is his father's name. Uh, and then the other letter is going uh, to Rowena in the Mogadon Federation. To a dragon. Not many could. And it seems like it took them from above. So they had no, they didn't even know until he was on top or she was on top of him. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna not be able to walk behind Polyon for a while. Well, I, I appreciate that. Could anyone do that? I'm not there, but I want to say something. <laughs> how how could any creature just 
You've... So senseless. You've lived a very, uh, bliss-filled life. I wouldn't go that far, but sure, well, definitely. When you get in... If we go to the Federation, trust me, you are going to see... It is not a nice place to live. That is why they are looking for us. Apollyon was essentially a slave. And I'm the one that broke him out. So they are looking for me just as much as they're looking for him because they want to put him back in the ring fighting for them. Making them money. Or they want to kill him. One way or the other. This world is not a very good place. Is that all the living are good for? Making up new ways to kill each other? Seems that way. I mean, I haven't known peace in quite a long time until I met you guys. I've seen quite a bit and I've... I've done more than my fair share. So... This world is not for the faint of heart. It's, I mean, you can probably see just on his... He's just back to his mopey, just fucked up self that he has been the last few days. I, I, I still cannot believe that he is alive. It, you know how you guys kept warning me that the druids weren't okay? Yeah, unfortunately. Mr. Liam doesn't have too much tact in that situation. I should have listened. I, I should have uh, listened. I know. And I'm going to grab hold of your hand. And, but I want you to listen to me right now. I don't know if your brother's in there anymore. I think whether it was because he died and the way they brought him back, or maybe maybe it's just they're hiding his memories from him, or maybe maybe it's his mind trying to protect him, but I don't I don't think he has those memories anymore. Just like I wish I didn't have them of the grove. Well, the way I've always seen horrible memories is they are not always a bad thing. They remind you to remember what is important. You can't forget everything bad that's ever happened to you because it'll give you a false view of the world. I will never forget the day I saw him die. And I'm afraid that before this is over, I will see it again. And I have a feeling that I am going to be the one to kill him. And I do not know why. It just seems like that's the way things are going. But Is that better than anyone else killing him? Well, we always used to joke when we were younger, if anybody was going to kill us, it was going to be each other. But I think that was more bravado as children. If he has been tortured to be brought back or whatever they've done to him. I don't know if I want him remembering. You ever seen Farscape? 
because the last thing he saw was me being dragged away, not coming back for him. That's a hint. About two rooms. So, perhaps it's better. blood, it meant that you didn't want to leave him. You were being I dragged away. I still did. Not by your choice, though. Could have fooled me. That's <sighs> never. Well, you want to start heading back? Get you something to eat. I like seeing the moon. So we go take a look. Walk down by the dock. I think I have to be a little more careful, but I'll just I'll put my hood I really up. Really want to go back to the dock. Well, there's other dock, but you get to see the moon off the water. And as you both look up, you do see that it is a big, beautiful full moon. The clouds barely out there, just a little, uh, a little uh, picturesque view in the night sky. <laughs> I'd tell you we could climb a tree. But, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you bastards. I hate you all. Uh, I, I was, see, I was about to tell. I was like, I, I was like, you can go take a look up in a tree, but I'm not sure your tail is going to cooperate. Bet on it. I don't know if that's going to work. Well, your tail isn't... Flop around. I mean, it's not as thin as mine. You'll t I don't think you'll... Does yours bend that way? Meanwhile, not I've brought really. my tails come up and it's wrapped like kind of around my neck like it's a scarf. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I can do mine. I can, I can... Look, here's the tip of it, but that's as much as it bends, really. Oh, God, I just got to... Like you, like as a child chasing it, like a dog trying to chase its tail, <laughs> trying to finally get it. Wait, hang on! I'm, I've almost got it. I've almost got it. Maybe we just need to train you to work with your tail. It doesn't have a wow. mind of its own. I promise you. I. <laughs> well, you're, hey, Anna, you're into all this mystical. Um, nature yeah, stuff. You, they never taught you to like. The forest. I mean, I'm sure Liam could teach you to meditate and kind of focus. Oh, well, that I know how to do. Huh? Communicate with your tail. That I guess I don't know. Mine's just it's natural. It does. It's stubborn, and and it's not my friend. It's a party. I don't know if he has to be a friend. We're talking about your tail like it's got a mind of its own. Because it does. Have you seen the thing in action? And at almost on cue, her tail just kind of whips out and smacks a, a random uh, tree branch. <laughs> Maybe the thing does have a mind of its own. <laughs> well, then you need to get on a get on the same page as him. Give it a name, maybe. Maybe he'll work with you. Maybe. 
Oh my god, wait, didn't we name my tail? Already? Didn't you? I think you did. <laughs> I think we yeah, did. you know what? I thought you did give it a name. Um, we gave him a name and said he'd have a mustache. <laughs> and a French accent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a mustache. Shit, what was his name? Oh, we can come up with something, but not like Sebastian, maybe, or something, you know? Maybe. Jean-Luc. <laughs> Put a cigarette in its mouth. Well, I think this is a good spot to um, take our break. We're not quite at the halfway point, but close enough. So we will go ahead and stop, uh, take our 10-minute break, and we will be right back um, with the grand tournament that you guys, or at least the grand fight that you guys did. Woo! Woo! Fight! Fight! Do the things! Yeah! We will be back in about 10 minutes. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We, we won't be too long. Okay, thanks everybody. We are back with uh, Random Rhapsodies, the Fab Five campaign. If you enjoy our streams, please feel free to follow us here on Twitch. And um, go down, follow the links at the bottom. We're on uh, Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're in podcast as well. So feel free to support us as much as you can and uh, subscribe to whatever you can. Just, you know, help us out. But we're... We like what we're doing here. We hope you like it too. So hopefully you're able to, you know, follow us and all that. Anyway, we're going to go ahead. Helping escape tech slave Minotaur out, buddy. Yep. yep. So we're going to go ahead and jump right back on in with Apollyon, Liam, Vale. You guys had kind of waited around preparing yourselves for the evening's uh, battles. Um if you guys don't want to do anything else, I'm, I'm sure at some point Blood and Eloise would have returned. I, I, but I think you guys said you didn't want to join them. You're going to stay at, stay. With I'll her. stay with her. Yeah. So the three of you do make it over to the Smiling Donkey. And when you arrive, you, you go and find that, that one, uh, I believe he was a halfling, who runs the, the fights. And he tells you, uh, it's about time you arrived. We have everything prepared for the both of your matches. We actually paid a what a wizard that we know to set up a um, safe space for you uh, and your uh, your magic throwing battle. So um, go ahead and follow me, and he leads you down the stairs out into what 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 you have re recently been to that um, smaller. A fighting pit. However, in the center of the pit, you see a big, bright, glowing door, and you, quite a few people are filing into this already. You see a, a decent-sized crowd, and as all of you guys step through, you find a pretty interesting little place. It's a big, wide-open grass field. Within the direct center, you see a huge 30 by 30 square pit. Uh, filled with sand, with a line of stone going all around it. At four points, you can see four individual magic users um, standing next to a little stone on the ground, and they seem to be preparing themselves for uh, casting a spell. And you can all see quite a few people um, sitting in bleachers, milling about, talking to each other. At the far southern corner, uh, Liam... You can actually see a bar has been set up 
with uh, a pair of humans working behind it, uh, pouring drinks for all the various people who are watching. Directly to the far um, east of this area, you can see a huge, um, uh, what's the word, uh, dais has been erected, made out of stone, and a pair standing on top of it, um, one of whom is casting a spell, and the other one's kind of yelling out, Testing! Testing! Okay, can everyone hear me? As soon as our contestants arrive, we will begin tonight's matches. Go ahead, three of you. Um, place yourselves anywhere you want around here. Um, just so I know where your tokens are. big arena it is indeed a big arena um as i said it's a 30 by 30 square specifically set up for this magical duel you um and, and as you kind of say that out loud the the halfling looks up to you and says yeah well you need to have lots of space for throwing spells we also have a uh, barrier that's going to be erected after you guys enter it into the ring. This will al allow you to throw spells without worry as the walls of force will keep the spells contained. Uh, I just want to clarify real quick. Um, this is 150 by 150, right? Those are each five? Yep. So 150 by Excellent. 150 total. 30 by 30 squares, sorry. Yep, 150 by 150 total. So the th uh, I was reading 30 by 30, and uh, that's the squares that it was. Perfect, thank you. Anyway. We have it set, so you big boy goes on first, and he kind of pats Apollyon's thigh as he said th says this. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready to rumble, buddy. We have two challengers have two who challengers. were interested in fighting you. You can fight w one or both. Apollyon will accept one of these challengers tonight. And in the ring, Apollyon will become the champion yet again. Well, in that case, we're going to be sending you up against Urigex. One of our best fighters here. Gazuntite. Do well. I'm going to throw 200 now gold down on Apollyon. Okay, I heard you, Vale, say you wanted to put 200 gold on Apollyon. What were you saying, Apollyon? I said Gazuntite. Now, what's the name of my opponent? <laughs> and the half the halfling just kind of chuckles a little bit. <laughs> You heard me right. Urigex. Sounds like uh, something nasty. 
I'll put 200 down. Or, yeah, 200. You're putting 200 down on whom? On Apollyon to win. Does that include my 75, or is that... That includes you have... your 75, yeah. yeah. Alright, so, okay. Yeah, they put I, I, I put them on my stuff yeah. separate, so I'm keeping track. Okay, I just want to, I didn't know if you were doing 200 and then 75. I just want to make sure. No, I'm doing 200, so I'm doing 125. You're doing 75. Yep. Sweet. Thank you, sir. Okay. So, so far I have that Blood has put 75 on both Apollyon and Vale. Um, Apollyon put... or Vale put 200 on Apollyon, and Liam put 200 on Apollyon so far. Is there any Can I still get on myself? Um, you you are cannot place a bet on yourself. Um, okay. Not for this. However, um, winners of the two matches is going to get a uh, percentage of the pot that was uh, oh, taken nice. from this. What percentage? Fifteen uh, percent standard. Okay. All right. So, um, I thought I would be able to bet on myself as well. So I'll just do three hundred on. Apollyon to win, then. Alright, well, I'll bet 300 on Vale to win. Okay. Ah. Uh. You got this, buddy. All that training and copying down new spells is gonna pay off for you. All that nerd stuff. You boys right. are confident. I like that. Put I'm headed to the bar. Is. Well... We've gone through a bunch of tough situations together, so I think we can handle this. Indeed. Check out my back. Did you know Apollyon is a dragon slayer? And Vale kind of gasps and takes a step back like, I uh, wasn't expecting that. So it seems that... Uh People are beginning to take their seats and get themselves situated. Is there anything anyone wants to do before the matches begin? Just a large beer, biggest they have. Oh, and you can get a large beer, that, that's for sure, for your um, four silver. Give them five. Okay. That was drier than I thought it was going to be. Okay, um, so once you get your your bets are placed, the the halfling goes walking over to the stage, um, just kind of sits down behind it. You can see the MC of of the event uh, stepping up onto the dais and calls out, "Ladies and gentlemen, hat your attentions, please. Tonight we have two challengers." going up against some of our greatest fighters here in Valena. Give it up for Apollyon the Golden Boy and Nycthoros Vale. And cheers just begin echoing out as the two of you come around to your side of the of the um, what's of the um, battle circle. The champ is here! As the two of you are standing there, you can see at the far side a half-orc 
and a dragonborn both um, come stepping up to the opposite side. Um, they're on on the map opposite you. The dragonborn um, seems to be clad in robes and carries for himself a wand in one hand. He has uh, bright golden scales across his body. And, much like your uh, dragonborn friend Eloise, this one has a tail. What? The um, half-orc is a big, brawny individual. Let's see here. He said the dragonborn has a tail. Yeah, the dragonborn has a tail. Um, the, I'm sorry. You're not there. I'm sorry. He, that's not a half orc. I read. I was thinking of the other guy. This guy is a Goliath, a big, tall, hulking, gray-skinned individual, completely uh, bald head, no facial hair whatsoever, just uh, a big, massive man. He's wielding a great axe in one hand that's just kind of propped up on his shoulder, and he's just grinning down at you, Apollyon. All right. Well, this will be a good match. I think I'll call you the big show. And as he calls out from the other, um, other side, you hear, well, looks like I'm going to be having some prime beef tonight. I uh, quietly say to Apollyon, I say, you got this, buddy. And I go to like reach my hand out, kind of to give him a pat on the back, but I slide it away real quick and touch myself on the chest. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay. The MC is calling out, In this corner we have Uragex, the Goliath hailing from the kingdom of uh, Hyrulea. In the foul opposite corner we have Apollyon, the golden boy from the Margarden Federation. Champions, Ooh. step forward. And you see this, uh, the um, Goliath stomp into the center of the ring, uh, into the sand, and walks almost to the dead center of the ring. As he's doing so, he's uh, holding his great axe up high, swinging it around a little bit, kind of, you know, playing to the crowd. I'll I'll do the same thing. I'll walk around the edge of the arena with my uh, with my my championship belt held high, and like go up into each corner and hold it up. Everybody will scream. Go over here, over to the other corner. I'll raise my eyebrow and like do some little finger guns at some people. <laughs> I'll just repeat that all the way around, and then I'll finally stroll up to the middle here. Okay stride up to him and stand a few feet away from him and just he's glaring down at you you're glaring at him and finally the MC calls out begin roll for initiative and I need some good music here Thank you. 
Nineteen's decent. Oh yeah. Twenty-three's better. Did I get? Did I get advantage on initiative? Oh, that is too loud. I need to turn it down a bit. Okay, what was that, Apollyon? Oh, I said at level seven I get advantage on initiative, but not yet. So yeah, that is a 19. So it looks like he's going first. All right. Okay, what am I going to have him do first? Well, he kind of, you're the two of you are standing eye to eye. Um, he's maybe a little bit bigger. How, how tall are you, Apollyon? Uh, where does it say that? Uh, so, yeah, you are actually just barely shorter than him. He's 7'1". So, you're the two of you are standing almost eye level. Your horn's probably just a, a little bit above him. And you're just glaring at each other. And he's just glaring back at you for a moment. He, let's see. He is just going to, since he's, you're standing there and he's standing there, all he's going to do is he's going to shove you back. He's just kind of testing you out at this point just to see what you do. So he grasps his, his uh, great axe with two hands and just shoves you. So what I'm going to need you to do is make an athletics check for me. Okay, 20. He slams his great axe into your chest, and it just, you hold back. You you stand there with all your might, and you just take the, the blow across your chest like a champ. It bounces off of your biceps, and he just kind of grins and... <laughs> Good. I was hoping you weren't going to be a pushover. And then you just see him... Roar! This loud uh, Goliath roar. And he goes into a rage. And that's it for his turn. Okay, I like it. Mm. I'm switching music. I don't like this music. <laughs> okay. So you reach out and... I believe we've said before that the way you cast your spells are with your mouth. So, so you lean forward, puckering up, and try to kiss um, Urigex, the, the Goliath, 
You rolled a 16. Don't forget to call your rolls. Um, however, you lean forward, puckering up, trying to kiss him. Urigax is just too quick. He he steps back and twirls to one side, just kind of staying out of your the reach of your mouth. So a 16 did not hit. Okay, that's it for your turn. Urigex. Now, I'm going to propose one thing, Apollyon. Um, since we're both uh, pl- uh, using Barbarians and we're both raging, my suggestion is that we just count all damage as full damage instead of having it, just so the battle doesn't take a long time. It's up to you, however. If you want to slug it out and do half damage for both, that's fine, too. That is true. Yep, that is true. At the beginning of his next turn, he would have to. Let's see. Mm. So once again, it being his turn, he does indeed, as you say, have to re-rage since he did not take damage. Um, As he does this rage, Apollyon, you can see these faint glimmers, outline shapes kind of form around him as as he rages. These are his ancestral protectors, which is a, a really interesting ability of his. Um, I'm going to pop up for y'all. What this does is um, while he's raging, the first creature he hits with an attack um, when you Let's see. While you're raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of the warriors, which hinders its actions. Until the start of your next turn, the target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you, and while the target hits a creature other than you. So it doesn't affect too much, but the interesting thing about it is, as you're fighting, you see these ancestral protectors begin forming up around him and just kind of swirling around him as he's fighting. I think it's cool anyway. Anyway, so he is going to make an attack at you with his great axe. He has two attacks. The first is a 23. So 19 points of damage, 17 slashing, and 2 rage against you. Mm. You say, oh, no, you didn't. And as you do, a rainbow of flames uh, surrounds him. Um, He needs to make a dexterity saving throw. I like it. And that's a critical failure. So go ahead and roll your damage. I I will remind you that you can just... Instead of... um, uh, instead of hitting the the bubble to to show it up, if you just clicked the name of the spell, it would roll the damage automatically for you. Just so you know. Yep. No worries. Um, Thirteen points of damage to him. Great hit. 
So he is now going to take his second swing with his great axe. And that's a 12, so I assume that misses. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, I forgot to give him initiative. Um, anyway, it's okay. Go ahead. It is your turn to poly. Okay, first attack, Reckless. Twenty-two is definitely going to hit. Nice. Fifteen damage to him. And you, sla you slash at him with that speedy scimitar, cutting a deep cut along this chest of this Goliath. Okay. A 14, unfortunately, does not hit. You swing and he just um, parries it with the butt end of his uh, great axe. Okay. 24 does hit. So 13 more points of damage as a second cut goes along this Goliath's chest. You can now see blood beginning to just freely f flow down the chest of this guy. He's looking moderately hurt. Get some indeed. Okay, it is his turn. He is going to be attacking you with his great axe again. Oh, he has advantage because... Um, also, yeah, he does have advantage. So, that's a critical. Whoo. So, that is 20 points of damage to you. He just cleaves away, yelling loudly, just smashes into you with that great axe, cutting you from shoulder down your chest. He just laughs, and as he pulls out his great axe from your body, he swings a second time. And that's a 19 to hit. Miss? Nice. Okay. That's it for his turn. You're up next.
I think so, yep. Um, well, well, hold on. Let me look at the text of the scimitar real quick. <laughs> then there you go. You can just make the attack as a bonus action. You don't have to do an action. Yes, you can. Thirteen's gonna miss. Yep, he uh, easily parries that away with his great axe. You're gonna disengage as your action. for your turn that's 30 feet it looks like yeah you can use your action to disengage <coughs> um, okay is that it for your turn unfortunately for you he has 40 feet of movement. And he comes running towards you, charging, bellowing loudly in, in his rage. No, he doesn't. He attacked. He did damage last turn. Yeah. He comes running up towards you, Apollyon, and he's swinging with his great axe. Um, you didn't do rec. Did you do reckless last turn? No, you didn't. That was your bonus action. Okay. Fifteen misses. And a twenty-four, which I assume hits. So what you're using your um, your lucky ability? Okay, let's see. So he just has to roll again, is that? Still a twenty-one. So 14 points of damage total to you as he just cleaves down into you. First swing, he just he missed. Second one, he slammed into you. Hey Anna, uh, thanks for the for letting me know that I did fix it. You should be able to hear them now. 
Okay, three attacks on him. 24 does hit. 10 points of damage. Uh, 14 total. Twenty does hit. Fifteen points of damage, and your two slices with your scimitar cuts him once and twice, and blood is just flowing over his chest. He's looking pretty hurt, but he is still up. Third swing with um, with your scimitar, and he just barely manages to duck back out of the way of it. Okay. <laughs> 29 definitely hits. Twelve more points of damage. He is looking really rough as this third attack seems to be uh, start to miss, but that tip just manages to cleave right along um, his clavicle, and he clutches it with one hand. He's just barely managing to stay up. He just grins at you. <sighs> Not yet. He's making his attacks. 6 the first one, he swings wildly, and you just jump back out of the way. You can tell he's pretty hurt. 22 is his second attack. Okay, 16 more points of damage against you. Well, that would that would make it a 24 total. With that last uh, overhead swing, he cleaves down into Apollyon, and the the great axe goes deep into your chest, and you just drop to your knees. You hear you just cough out. Do you have any last words you say before unconsciousness overtakes you, Apollyon? Jabroni, indeed. And with that, Apollyon falls to the ground, unconscious, as you see the Minotaur's blood begin to soak into the sand. Two healers come running out from the side of, of the area and begin to cast healing spells on both fighters.
You're both, um, Apollyon, you are, come to consciousness um, at, at the feeling of a healing word spell, or not healing word, heal, uh, cure wound spell cast on you. I'll go ahead and roll that for you. Uh, seven points of healing to you, Apollyon. Um, can you guys hear her now? Hear them now? Easy enough to do. So just so you know, Apollyon, he had six hit points left. Oh. <coughs> that... Okay. Let's see here. Okay. Um, can someone do me a favor? Uh, give me a mic check real quick. Apparently, they they just um, the stream just told me that you they're having a hard time hearing what you're saying. Man, these uh gladiator matches haven't really uh, been so great on me. Well, that depends on which match you're talking about. I mean, the last one you did led you to believe that you you anticipated a much harder opponent back then. Had you done the same thing here with your, like, potion sipping and stuff? I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, or if I just would attack three Except more times that turn instead of trying to get that. away. Um, but he dealt me, like, just what was it, 25 happen. damage one turn or something? Yeah, 20 damage, I was, yeah. I was scared. I was like, all right, back up. But, hey, you know what? It was a great battle. You almost you almost had him. That was pretty damn close. Anyway, um, the healers do help the two fighters out of the ring. And you're able to head over to the bar to meet up with Liam, who has a beer ready for you. There you go, pal. But um, with that... And all the crowds are cheering and yelling, and uh, it, 
It was the most exciting match they'd seen in a very long time. You two competitors gave them an amazing show, and even the halfling kind of walks over to you and clasps you on the back, Apollyon, and says, that's probably one of the closest matches I've seen here in a while. Whoa, whoa, not on the tattoo, friend. That thing's fresh. Oh, it definitely was. And the the healers have cast several more ah. spells on you, Apollyon, to at least get you to the point where you're... You're not about to pass out. So let's see here. Just for the sake of brevity, we're going to say you've been healed 28 hit points. That's fine. You hear the MC calling out. Well, that was a match to remember, everybody. Get ready for our second fight of the evening where we are going to be competing two magic users against one another in a battle of wits and spellcasting. In the this corner, we have our ch magical champion, Kaskow. And you see the dragonborn walking out into the center of the, um, of the arena, arm waving out, he kind of gives everyone a little bit of a bow, and as he does, his tail kind of flickers up and out and around. And um, before coming down into the sand once more. And in this corner, we have Nikthoros Vale of the Underdark. Vale just quietly and slowly walks into the arena. He um, doesn't really pay attention to the out the outside crowd. He's kind of just fixed on uh, the Dragonborn. Doesn't really break eye contact. And there you see the Dragonborn. Uh, a little bit of a, a serpent-like tongue slipper, slips out of his lips and around his mouth. He seems to just look that down on you with a gleam in his eye. Um, Anna, Apollyon's last words were jabroni, which is his signature um, his signature uh, phrase. So, with that, the MC calls out and says, Challengers, prepare yourself for battle! And once they he says that, you just hear the crowd erupt with joyous uh Joyous cheers and applause. So, go ahead and roll for initiative. I forgot to click on my character. So did I. <laughs> 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 so you rolled a 9 and he rolled a 13. That's kind of funny. But he does have the first in initiative. So he kind of steps out into the f into the sand and he circles you a little bit moving uh let's see. 30 feet in this direction right here. 
Let's see here. You see him holding his hands up and begins moving them around a little bit. And you can see a little bit of the, his lips moving. What he is doing is he is... First off, you see him, as a bonus action, casting haste on himself with a quickened spell. So he is using a one spell point, or uh, one sorcery point, to cast haste on himself as a bonus action. All right. Shit. Okay. So with that, his AC is now up. Has advantage on the dexterity saving throws, and he can do, let's see, and he gains an additional action on each turn. That action can attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Okay. So that is his first spell, and then now as an action... He looks at you, Vale, and he says to you, let's see, you hear his voice, you first see his lips moving, Vale, and then you hear these words call out to you, and he says, Throw, get on your knees and bow before me. And I need you to make a, um, what is, oh, wait a minute, no, sorry, wrong spell. I'm not doing that, because that's a concentration spell. <coughs> no, sorry. He would not do that, because he does have that up, I forget. My bad. Instead, what he's going to do is he is casting a Chaos Bolt at you. And that is a 12, which I assume misses. Yeah. So um, he just kind of curls his hand up and mutters to himself and throws this bolt of energy towards you that you just easily jump out of the way of. So is a, is Chaos Bolt, is it a spell or like a cantrip? It's a, it is a first level spell. Okay, uh, reason why I say that is I don't believe you can cast haste and then another spell um, because it specifies with attack. Um, you sure, I could have sworn with haste. Because well, what I'm doing is I'm using it as a... Um, I cast it as a bonus action. Yep, so when you attack, it clearly states one weapon attack only. And you also could you could dash, disengage, hide, or use an object as an action. Well, that that's the additional uh, to action. Haste uh, says you um, until the spell ends, yada yada yada, and it gains an additional action on each of its turn. That action can only be used to take the attack weapon, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Now. 
what he did was he used his metamagic ability to quicken the spell, which means that the haste spell, which is normally an action, becomes a bonus action. Therefore, he still has one action to do. He could do two attacks with it because of the haste, but he's just choosing to do one action. I see. I see. Um, I've never played a sorcerer, so okay, I get it now. The quicken became made it become a bonus action. Yes, correct. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the cool thing about sorcerers. They don't get nearly as many spells, but they can do more things with them because of their sorcerer points. Perfect. All right. But yes, he did miss you, um, and now it is your turn. And if you're a sorcerer and a warlock, you can make the coffee lock. Yeah, you can. And it's ridiculous. All right. So, um, Vale sees all this happening, and he never really broke eye contact with him. He turns his head a little bit to the side and looks down at his ring. And with the slightest jerk, lightning fast, he produces this flash, a low roar, an explosion fireball at fifth level he does have um, a bonus to deck save right advantage to deck save he does have an advantage to deck save however as a reaction he is casting counterspell excellent as I will cast counterspell to his counterspell can you do an, a reaction on your turn? I've been researching this for two weeks. Yes, you can. Yes, it's just once per turn, period. Just once per turn, period. Okay, I like it. So he throws counterspell up. You counterspell back up, um, with your offhand, just throwing it out there, blocking his counterspell. So you both have learned used another one. And so, yeah, he has to this make... a real wizard um, duel. He has to make his uh, dexterity save. I love and the it. crowd goes crazy. And that's a 10, so that is a failure from the Dragonborn. However... It does have advantage, right? Isn't that what you said? Well, he, yeah, that's true. He does, have, it, he does have advantage, you're right. But he still fails. But, what I was getting ready to say, he is also a gold-scaled Dragonborn, so he half does damage. have the damage resistance to fire damage, so he will be taking half damage anyway. So that's 37 points of damage as this fireball just explodes on the, into the ground around him, searing this Dragonborn with fire that's so hot that the um, top layer of sand just crystallizes into glass in one <laughs> instant moment. Whoosh! Let's see, 37 divided by 2. So 18 points of damage to him. Alright, and I'm going to uh, walk up Hold on one second. I'm trying to look at my movement. It's being slow. Okay. 
Was that the one that you cast from your ring that you had? Yeah, yep. Nice. He walks up 30 feet. Item interaction, he pulls out his portable hole. And as his bonus action, he <laughs> commands six zombies to grapple the dragonborn. Oh, God. Now, point of order here. Do you have to affix the hole to anything to uh, for things to walk out of it? No, I'm just holding it up like a sheet. Okay, you're holding it up like a sheet. This is a pretty big thing. But I would say, yeah, that's probably possible. <laughs> so you you pull this up and pull it out, and six zombies step forward into the field around you. Do you want me to put those on the board? Yes, I would, please. Oh, because man. You have six zombies right now. Yep. That I've given you just for this. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Are you prepared for him to do so this? Awesome. In battle? Yep. I guess so. All right. Yeah, I am. Wizard battle. I'm just going to check the range. Hold on. <clears throat> uh, it's not letting me pull these out for some reason. Um, hold on a second here. You're able to see them, though, right? Yeah, I could see them, and I pulled up their character sheets. I okay. just, for some reason, the mouse isn't letting me drag them. Um, hold the mouse over it so that the lettering is blue, and then try. There we go. There we go. I don't know which one that was, too, maybe. That was one. <laughs> Alright, now I'm all confused. I'm going to drop these two back on. Or if you could delete these two and I'll start from the beginning. There you go. Now, I am going to say you're holding this up as as a item interaction, which I am going to allow. However, their, their movement is going to be just getting out of that hole. Is walking forward. They're not going to be able to have their... They're not going to be able to walk all the way over to him. Okay, you know what? Yeah, they have 20 feet anyway, and I'm further than 20 feet, so they wouldn't be able to get to him. But I will just have them kind of go I'll around. say that they can get 10 feet of movement forward based on where you are. Based on them walking out of the hole and onto the, the sand, I'll give them 10 feet. Okay. These are now the pawns and chests. By this time, Apollyon's feeling a little bit healed and had a couple drinks at the bar. And he's made his way over to the to the side of the ring now, and he's just chanting, Wizard battle! Wizard battle! Wizard battle! Oh, yeah. Gotta love the wizard battle. Okay. Make a persuasion check to start a chant. I like, you know what? I like it. Go for it. 
Hell yeah. The cat's literally out of the bag now. Oh, Nobody and, and the moment these zombies step out of this hole, there's a collective gasp. <gasps> and a few, yeah. you hear a few feminine voices out in the crowd, and at least one or two male voices go, Ah! I was hoping for that. Oh, yeah, it is utter pandemonium. And the dragonborn is looking to you and to them, and he looks over at the MC and calls out, is this even legal? The MC responds, item interactions were allowed for this event. <laughs> Although this is pushing it just a little. <clears throat> Do I start a chant? Um, let's see, what did you roll? A 14? 14. Absolutely, you start a chant. What is your chant that you're doing? Vail, Vail, he's our man. Use the dead like no one can. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Add this sorry lizard to your, to your friends and family party, Vail. Okay. Don't have him so chant that. His turn. Let's see. What does he want to do? He's going to move back. He's backing away from these zombies now. He has no, does not want anything to do with them. Let's see here. He is going to be... Okay. You see him begin to cast a spell one more time. Um, veil. His hands go out and begin weaving around. And he's muttering to himself. And he's throwing an ice storm your way. Ice storm or sleet storm? It is Ice Storm. Can you just pull that up? Because I, I need to read what it. I don't. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, sorry. There you go. Um, so what he's doing? He's throwing a. He a storm is beginning to appear over you guys right now, and in a 20 foot radius, um, ice begins pounding down, uh, downward on you. I need you and everyone in that area. I'm going to make the whole, the um, big circle right now. But unless you're planning on doing something, which you have, you can say right now. I'm going to on dexterity saving throws. Snap my finger and counterspell that. Yeah, that's what I figured. So go ahead and mark your counterspell off. Okay. So he you, that storm as it's beginning to form, you throw up counter spell and poof it out of existence before the spell begins finishes forming. And you see the dragonborn now, he's just enraged. He is very upset. He spits at you, says, Very well. Take this. 
And as he is using, um, whoever's making the weird sound, please stop. Anyway, he is throwing another, um, he's, he's using another bonus, or his, sorry, he's using his sorcerer's point to do quicken spell. I'll throw that up for you again, just so you can read that. One more sorcery point gone, and as a bonus action, he is casting Chaos Bolt at you again. It says spend two sorcery points to change oh, casting two, time. Two, yeah, two sorcery points, sorry. Did I say one? My bad. Anyway. God, he just can't hit you. No, sorry. Okay, that's it for his turn. Go ahead. Vale uh, looks back, uh, or looks ahead at the zombies in front of him, and silently through his through his mind, just whispers, "Charge!" And they're going to dash up to him. Oh yeah, just got enough room. So what is you're able to you're able to tell them to charge? Yeah, I just I basically telepathically communicate to them and tell them to do something. Okay. And is that their dash? Is that their dash action? Is that what that is? Yeah, uh, their double movement speed would be forty feet. But what I'm asking is, it using their action to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yep, it's my bonus action. Yeah, it's the, your bonus action, but their action. Okay. Yeah, that last guy, I don't think he can make it up there. I don't remember where he was, but... Probably not. I'll just say move there. Alright, and then, um... With my action... I'm going to... Cast... Stinking Cloud... Okay, let me pull up a stinking cloud for you. What is that, 20 foot radius? Yeah, so 40 feet.
So probably right about there. That uh, looks about right. Okay. Now, are zombies immune to poison? That's the next question. Yeah, they don't need to breathe. Very nice. So yeah, with no effort, you cast the spell, and that noxious cloud goes swarming all over the area around the Dragonborn and your zombies. Your zombies have no effect. He gets um, the dexterity saving throw, 16. Oh, I meant, no, that's No, it's a, yeah, it's a con save. save. So he does not get advantage on this. And that is a failure. So, then, on a failed save, the creature spends its action that turn retching and reeling. Um, that's really about it. That's all I can do. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty bad for him. <laughs> so, uh, Vale... Lazily yells out, This could end now if you yield. What say you? Unfortunately, all I can do is wretch. <laughs> As an action. I mean, you can still talk. Um, it's, it's your call, though. But bending over, like, so you call this out to him, and you just see this giant cloud around him, and the dragonborn just drops to his knees and is vomiting horribly you see just uh, everything coming out onto the ground a little bit of blood coming out as well and with all of these zombies leering down over him around him snarling and hissing at him he just holds his hands up surrender <coughs> and he drops to the ground I uh, drop concentration on Stinking Cloud, and I have my zombies step back 10 feet. Yeah, there's nothing he could do in that one. Even at half hit points, six zombies around him and unable to do anything. And the crowd goes crazy! And the cloud goes absolutely insane. And is just cheering and yelling. Vale doesn't care for the attention, but he, he gives a, a sideways glance and a, a nod and a wave. <laughs> That's my friend! That's my friend! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sure enough. Vale, you are the winner of your um, magician's duel. The dragonborn, now free of the cloud, just barely manages to push himself in up to his feet. Very wearily cup, go, walks between the zombies around to you, and he holds his hand out to you and says, Very well fought. I was not expecting so many to be fought, be fighting today. Vale just looks at his hand, looks up at him, and just turns and walks away. <laughs> Brutal. 
fucking brutal. What so, were the odds on uh, Vale's battle? What are, what are our winnings like? I believe it was four to one. It was four to one for Vale's. Um, and let me see here. So I have a sticky note. So, um, blood from a stone. You, when they meet back up with you, you eventually won three hundred gold. Um, betting on you. Um, let's see, Vale, Apollyon bet on Vale. So, so twelve hundred gold for you. And that was really nice. It. Liam, you just bet on Apollyon. You didn't bet on. No, I bet no, on. You... I bet on Vale also. Yeah, I, I think, I think it was two. I wrote it in the chat right as uh, right as we did the thing. I put the next two hundred there. That I just didn't feel like calling it out. Yeah, his one twenty five and my seventy five. Yeah, I see it. It says oh, uh, two hundred gold on Vale. Yeah, on Vale. I see it now. Okay. So yeah, you won eight hundred gold, Liam. And Apollyon got his twelve hundred. And that's it. So with that and Vale, you step away out of the battle arena. Uh, crowds are still cheering you. Um, several as you uh, go over to the side, come over and clap you on your back. Um, your zombies you just kinda leave out there in <laughs> in, in the stand. No, I would have him come into the portable hole. Okay. Okay, so you, you do call them back. Um, once you do step out of the ring, a, a healer comes running over to you and runs over to the Dragonborn as well and um, asks if you want uh, healing for your wounds. I look at him and I just say, what, what, what race is he, by the way? Uh, he's a dragonborn. The healer is a dragonborn. Oh, sorry. The he- I thought you meant the the guy you fought. the the um, The healer is is a human, a human male, um, mid thirties ish, uh, dark brown hair. So, um, as as the human runs up to me and um, asks if I need healing, I as I'm walking, I do not stop my pace, slow my pace, I just keep walking, and I may hand face palm him as I walk by. <laughs> you just push him out of the way? <laughs> yeah. And you're with your mage hand, you just push this healer back, and this human kind of stumbles back for a bit. Take Surprised. Well, no need to be rude. And he walks back into the pit to go uh, administer aid to the dragonborn instead. Yeah, he never even got to shit hit you, did he? No, he didn't. He threw some really shit rolls. Yeah, especially with the plus nine. Yeah. Could have gone a lot different. Anyway, that's okay. So with that, um, the battle is over. You all... Uh, yeah. So real quick, a, a little bird... Uh... Little bird uh, <laughs> flies over to me and, and says, ah, "Ask the dragon to dragonborn about his tail." Ah. 
just out of nowhere, a bird comes flying up and, and tells you to ask about his tail. Why not? <laughs> so I, I turn to the uh, the human that I just facepalmed, and I say, uh, inquire about that dragonborn's tail and report to the red gentleman at the bar. I keep walking. And this human just gives you a really, really sour look. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, as expected. <laughs> and that's all the questioning we do on the tail. <laughs> Indeed. But the bar is, is there. Um, drinks are poured for you all. The crowd begins to disperse, and you see quite a bit of uh, coin exchanging hands as uh, winners and losers are uh, doled out equally. And as you guys are sitting at the bar drinking, the halfling wanders over to you, the halfling who runs the, uh, all of the fights here, and says, Anytime you guys are looking for a fight, come see me and I'll arrange it. This has been a very profitable night for the both of us. And he just kind of chuckles. Um, vale, he walks over to you and hands you a purse that contains 1,500 gold. Here's your Excellent. winnings for, for the match there. Good show, kid. I had quite a bit on you myself. The Dragonborn's good, but... <sighs> He's getting on in his time, and it's nice to have somebody fresh winning him. I uh, give him a nod and uh, order a, an ale. And sure enough, the, the bartender comes and hands you your, your ale. You all sit there drinking and enjoying each other's company. Uh, some of you w winners, some of you losers, Everybody. but... All of your pockets a little bit better off tonight. You're able to do so until eventually someone comes and tells you, hey, you might want to vacate or the mansion here is going to be dissolved. Yeah, I, I head out with a, and kind of um, suggest to Apollyon and Liam we should probably head out as well. I need some uh, some muscle behind me. I am a little drained. <coughs> I don't need much more suggestion than that. Their beer's right. not that good anyway. Well, and I gotta get some rest. Yeah, so I guess we walk out. Yeah. <sighs> kind of blew your load there with your big reveal, though. I don't know if you're gonna be able to pull that one off again. <sighs> Thanks. Sweet, <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement. No, I just say now people are gonna look for it, man, but you gotta be inventive with it. But or fuck, drop something else out of there now. I was just hoping. <gasps> Holy shit! A... Yeah, put a poly in there because he could survive in that thing for ten fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't forget about me. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that'd be, be bad. What'd you say, Kyle? Oh no, I was just. I was just talking. I didn't say anything interesting. Well, eventually you guys do leave the mansion. And with that, you see a tiefling uh, follow behind you, the last out, who f snaps a finger. The door closes. And then he wanders away. 
You all make your way back to the inn. Let me uh, put my goggles on because it's late at night now. Um, that's about it. I just wanted to wear them. Fair enough. You slip your <laughs> goggles on to wear into the night, and all of you head out and make your way back to the inn where you, I assume, get yourselves a good night's rest. Probably Eloise and Blood have made it back to the inn about that same time. So if unless there is there anything else you guys want to do before you settle in for your uh, night's rest? I'll give Blood his money, explain how the fights went, but other than that, nothing nothing too big to report. By the way, Eloise, some there was another dragon born there with a tail. Can't hear you. Eloise, are you with us? Oh, yeah. she's mute. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah, this one was uh, golden scaled, unlike your whiteness. Whiteness? Is that an Did anybody talk to him? What's his name? Where is he? Has he always had his tail? Where did it come from? I say, calm down, calm down. I tried to get information, but they just weren't having it. <laughs> Last I saw, he was being about to be ripped apart by Vale's friends in the midst of a stinking cloud that I did not wish to enter. I was merciful. Did, did anybody get his name at least? Is he from around here? He was golden. I did say his name like four times. Did anybody hear what Matt said? I didn't hear what no, Matt said. Yeah, Casco. Yeah, no, I was talking to the audience. Okay. His name was like Casco or something. And he was a golden dragonborn, I believe. Uh, I don't understand. I've, I've seen a couple... Dragonborn with tails in my time, not as common as the tail list, but is this possibly family to you? I don't understand the I intrigue. I've seen another a dragonborn with it, another dragonborn with the tail. Did his tail try to sabotage him too? <laughs> it was actually very elegant in the way it flipped around uh, before he had good control. <laughs> Man did that on purpose a bit. <laughs> I've got to talk to him. He has to teach me. Out of curiosity, didn't your parents have tails? No, no one in my clan did. Interesting. Well, good night, y'all. Night. Good night, Chuck. Good night. Who's Chuck? And with that, Liam heads to the top level of the inn into his own room and settles in for the night. As uh, Eloise is calling out, who's Chuck? I'll just lean in quietly. It's like, it's what he calls himself when he's in Poland. Just go with it. Okay, that's confusing. 
Why? Is he okay? Uh, you might have to ask him about that. He he kind of told us this. Well, I know he probably would have told us this about the same time. You should have heard it the first time. He's keeping a low profile. From what? What do I keep a low profile from my past? I'm assuming it's the same with him. Fair enough. I don't pry. Maybe I should. Does anybody want to do anything else before you call in the night? Yeah, I'm going to, um, once I'm in my room, I'm going to be casting uh, shield twice, mage armor once, and um, mirror, or, um, sorry, mirror image once into my ring. Okay. Good. Go ahead and mark those down on your sheet. That way you can remember which spells you cast. And as you cast them, these spells uh, focusing in on the ring, you can see the magic just kind of swirl into the ring on your finger, almost like a little mini uh, whirlpool before it dissolves and you can feel the power of that spell residing in your ring. Yep. Okay. And with that, all of you settle in for a good night's rest. Uh, some of you victorious, others of you a little more humbled. But overall, feeling good about your winnings. The money, the jingling in your pocket, and the prospect of uh, future earnings. You each wake up the next morning feeling rested and refreshed. You set about preparing your spells. You come down to the inn eventually where you have a hearty breakfast. And the day is yours. So, Fab Five, what would you like to do today? Mitchell's first two hours with gravel. Do you want me to Meaning to get out of here? To like get the contract and stuff like that? I'm heading straight to Mitchell's. If you'd like to help train, I would I'd, uh, happily accept your assistance. Yes, ma'am. Seems like I need some training, too. I'll go with y'all. Okay, so who's going to Mitchell? I'll follow Vale. Who's, I'll uh, keep him. Okay, so Blood, you and Vale are going to Mitchell's while... Apollyon, Eloise, and Liam are going to be training with Gravel and the horses. Is that about right? And and as Vale and Blood are leaving, I'm just going to go up to Blood. Can you pick up my thing, too? Thank uh, you! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope you understand, Apollyon. I'm, I'm training my horse. I'm not training at the same time as my horse is training. But you're welcome to Lift a yeah. horse that's in the stables, I suppose. That'd be a good workout now. That's right. I'm going to put that horse on my shoulders and do laps around the field. You ever tried playing tug-of-war with a horse? Oh, yeah. That's good training, too. <laughs> okay. I like it. So, Apollyon, Blood, 
or sorry, Apollyon, um, Liam, and Eloise, you all make your way out from the inn into the stable, which is located very conveniently right next to the inn, because that's how I set up the map. Now, when you guys do arrive in there, you do see the four horses that you guys own, the two horses that had been pulling your wagon, and um, Liam's horse, Gravel, and Blood's horse, who I don't think ever get, has had a name, or if you... uh, I was calling him Shadows. Shadows, okay. Just mar marking that down. I like how Blood uh, picks all the stereotypical black cat names for his pets. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shadows, Midnight. Alright, so Matt, uh, my goal for today, since the past two trainings with Gravel have been going pretty decent, I'm going to try to get him to trot on command. Like, do a little prancing thing without me on his back. I was hoping I get advantage if Eloise is here helping me try and teach him that. Sure. I just don't see why not. You can have you can definitely get advantage for with Eloisa uh, using her um, animal uh, communication skills. Yep, I'm gonna ritually cast speak with animals so that I can better explain to Gravel what's up and what exactly Liam is trying to get him to do. Okay, so um, Liam the first one's a twenty-three. So Liam imparts to you Eloise uh, how he wants to get the horse to trot. And Eloise, you sit there and you explain to Gravel at length for probably about 20-30 minutes while Blood and Vale are making their way to Mitchell's. And the horse is kind of kind of gives a, a little bit of a whinny and tosses its head and says, Well, okay there, Eloise. Whatever you want me to do. <laughs> Such and a sweetheart. I'm going to bring you carrots later. I would appreciate some carrots and some apples. Ooh, apples are delicious. And with a 23, you very easily managed to train Gravel to do trots on command. Can I try barrel racing next? <laughs> uh, after talking to Eloise, I'll, I'll just... He did so well. I'll just go get some apples and carrots and bring them back for him, honestly. Okay. Did a real good job today. And you spend a couple hours with him, um, feeding him carrots and apples, uh, brushing When you guys get back, and... you see Apollyon trying to lift him. <laughs> trying to bench press the horse. Uh, go ahead and make a not, athletic Not check. my horse. Somebody else's horse. Lift your horse. Damn it. Do I have you a horse? You have four of them. You have four horses. Yeah, two draft horses. I mean, I guess I'll do the other ones, not gravel. Okay, go ahead and make an athletics check, Napoleon. Ugh. You know, you get down underneath that horse, you put your put it it's uh, the barrel of its uh, belly on your shoulders and you strain with all of your might trying to push upward i was kind of thinking that you needed to hit like around a 15 or so for this feat um yeah. with an 11 you're straining as hard as you can but your mind just keeps going back to last night 
and you're looking up at that Goliath as he swings his axe around his head and then down into you, and it, your concentration breaks and your muscles just overextend themselves and you get yourself a charlie horse in your calves and you're unable to lift this horse. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment, Man. Anna. I'm glad you like my Napoleon, book. a life of failure. That's what I'm going to oh. call my memoirs. <laughs> That's what and, you're naming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a life of failure? I'll yeah. toss Apollyon. No, really. I did sway, slay that dragon. This is true. This is true. After a lot of arrows hit it. What? Who? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. Over the course of the two hours that um, the trio are working with the horses, you and Vale have managed to make your way up to Mitchell. You find it relatively crowdy. Today, quite a few individuals moving about, um, doing uh, shopping with a couple of the um, employees there. But after a few moments of sitting there, you do see Mitchell um, walking in from the back area. Greetings, Mitchell. How are you? Ah, yes, I recognize you, Nictheros Vale, blood from a stone. Well, how are two of my favorite customers today? Doing well. Yeah, uh, I'm here to pick up Miss uh, Eloise's uh, commission, if you don't mind. Hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. You did ask for a few things, didn't you? Uh, refresh my memory again, what you commissioned. I have no idea what she commissioned, I forgot. She commissioned a, mantle, a spell, um, a healing mantle or something oh, like that. Yeah. Uh, I commissioned a epitaph of healing. Uh, Miss Eloise had a, a healing device, so. Well, the epitaph of healing, she called it. She wears around her neck, I believe. That's right. That's right. An epitaph of healing. It is indeed on a necklace that I personally handcrafted to fit my dear Dragonborn employees' fine, fine skills. And uh, what was it again that you got, my good <laughs> drow friend? I had the... Razors of Defense and the Goggles of Night. That's right, that's right. Uh, one moment, please. I will retrieve those for you. And he steps away, walks back towards the back area with a flourish of that bright purple uh, robes that you have always see him wear. And as you kind of watch him walk away, it just it strikes you for a moment, just be beneath those big vol voluptuous robes, he's just this weaselly, slimy-looking dude. <laughs> I'll remind you that um, he has a black crown of hair going around the sides of his he head with a bit of a comb over, um, a big old goatee that just kind of circles around, and, like, 
you want to like them and you want to hate them at the same time almost. <laughs> hey, you could hate the artist, but you got to love the art. Indeed. And you're, you're kind of sitting there for a moment, uh, waiting for Mitchell to arrive. And as you do, you kind of hear a few more, uh, the door jingle behind you as a few more customers kind of walk into Mitchell's as well. You know what I always say, don't hate Any the player, hate the game. Anybody of interest in these customers? Go ahead and make a perception check. As I heard the door jingle, I throw oh, a mage shit. armor out of my uh, ring. Right, hopefully you can do something better. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, uh, there's a human and a dwarf and a, a half-orc that just uh, wandered in. Oh, my God! Oh, I had two net ones in a row. Dude, we just fucking went through this on top of the Conclave building. Wow. I'd rather do it here uh, than, <laughs> than in the ring. Y'all can't team up ever again. That doesn't work. <laughs> um... Eventually, Mitchell does walk back in from uh, the back room. Yes. He walks up to, to you all carrying three items, the bracers of defense and the goggles of night that, while similar to the ones that you have seen from Eloise and Liam, there are slight differences. You can see that since these are custom pieces, um, the banding and, and the coloring of the goggles and the bracers are more in tune with what the colors that you like to wear about your robes veil ah excellent the the necklace that is provided is a singular gem of both red and yellow swirls mixed around inside the gem inset into a silver uh, brooch with little spirals and fleur-de-lis crafted around the outside of it on a fine but bulkier than you would have expected chain he holds this up and says I think this will do quite nicely for Ms. Breck Crystal. This is made specifically to withstand the scales that armor her body. I'm sure she will appreciate it. I hope she will. Thank you. Take these in good health, my friends. If you need anything else, please feel free to come back and spend more of your glorious money at Mitchell's Marvelous Mercantile. Yes, thank you, Mitchell. And I will take my stuff and head out. Okay. You take the stuff and you turn around. And as you do, the human that had stepped out into the shop steps forward and kind of blocks the two of your path a little bit. This human is uh, brown-haired with a clean-shaven face and bright blue uh, trousers and uh, a vest over a white shirt. And he seems to have a lute uh, hanging from the ba his back. He looks familiar, but with your guys' perception that you rolled last time, you're not quite sure who he is. I or say, step aside, Bard. I'm afraid I can't do that. I think you and I need to have a little talk. You could speak to my friend. And as he says this, you see the half-orc that had been admiring some of the goods step over towards one of the doors, while the dwarf at the far end steps over to the other. 
two more of the patrons that are in the store seems to have now focused their intentions their attentions entirely on you. And you can see one of them is a human with a very, very pink skin, like almost sunburnt in a way. And the other, um, what is he? And another half-orc, this one in much more full armor, steps away from the woman he was talking to at the counter and is kind of turned and looking at you guys directly. The bard kind of smiles once again and says, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see you guys here. I mean, who leaves a trail from a mountain to a town? And as he says this, he drops a piece of paper onto the ground that flutters down for a moment before it lands and as you, it does land, you see the logo of Mitchell and all of the lettering of one of the flyers that Eloise has been pasting pretty much everywhere you guys went. I don't remember putting them on the mountain, though. I look at the um, flyer and say, I've never seen this before in my life. Mm. <laughs> uh, you would say that, but, you know... Trees, a cart that you left on the side of a river, all over this fucking town. I get real close to him, and I say, say what you have to say now. I don't want to go do the back and forth. And I glare at him directly in his eyes. And as you do, you can see <clears throat> everyone around you tense up and begin stepping a little bit forward, but in that moment you hear from behind you Mitchell's voice. You hear a thump as he slams his hand down on the counter and his voice calls out, Now, I don't know what y'all think you're doing here in my shop, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you all to take this outside. None of you will be finding spells cast here are appreciated, and you will find me a merciless enemy if you ruin my shop. And the bard bows slightly, very, very cockily, I might add, directly ignoring you, Vale, completely, but bows towards Mitchell and says, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not trying to do any violence here, I assure you. I just wanted to talk to these two gentlemen, but I am pleased as punch to take this outside and to do so elsewhere. As I said, gentlemen, I just want to have a conversation with you. I'm guessing you don't recognize me, but I just recognize you. Oh, Is this I the button from the first uh, in? No, this is the this is a man. Actually, this is the one what? that charmed me back at Krovajar's camp. Yeah, go ahead and make an insight check, both of you, before just to see. Oh my god! <laughs> Son of a bitch! Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> neither. You're looking at him, and he's like, 
I've I know who you are. You guess I guess you don't recognize me, and you're just both like, who the fuck is that? Guy? Yeah, I I don't concern myself with the likes of you. <laughs> That's totally fine. I'm sure you don't, and however, you have multiple time concern yourselves with the likes of me. A mutual friend of ours has asked me to speak with you. I'm sure you may not remember me, but you do remember General Grovegar. Yeah. What about him? As I said, come have a conversation. And let us step away from this very, very... He looks back at Mitchell flamboyant individual. There's a little cafe down the street. Cup of tea, maybe a cake or two. And in the end, we both walk away. And no one has to get hurt. Or if you like, we can step outside and do a lot of collateral damage. Up to you guys. I look at blood and I say, uh, do you, uh, what, what languages do you speak again, blood? Uh, Elvish Tabak. Well, common Elvish Tabaxi. But, you know. All right. In Elvish, I'll say to him, um, do you still have that sending stone? I do. And I give you a nod as I walk out the door. And in Elvish, as you guys are walking out the door, you hear the bard say, call your yeah. friends if you like. Even better, I turn to Blood and say, get the gang here. And I think that's a great place tonight's episode. Yeah, that was good. That was real good. So... Thank you, everybody, for watching this evening. We absolutely appreciate everything you do to support our stream here. Um, my name is Matthew R. Dawson, and for everybody here in the Random Rhapsody crew, I just want to say thank you for watching. Have a good evening, and we'll see you again next Monday. Good night, everybody. <laughs>